Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, welcome to another edition of It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Ray? I'm doing all right, man. I'm, I can't. I can't complain at all. Another beautiful day. It is, man. You know, another beautiful day in California. I am so happy to be back home, and you know, back in studio today. Well, well welcome back, man. Uh, did you have many people on the airplane with you? You know, we only had uh, uh, 19 folks uh, on the airplane with us. Actually, to be honest with you, Ray. Uh, at Dallas Love Field, we only had about a hundred people in the airport altogether. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty bad out there. Well, that's good. That's good. People uh, are staying away. Make sure you had your Lysol and, and your mask on when you was walking through the airport. Well, we was masked down, Ray. I tell you, about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked like that we was getting ready to go or perform surgery or something. Had all all the gear on, but uh, that's how we got to be right now because of uh, the current. Uh, condition and situations that are going on, not only in our country, but uh, all over the world. And uh, you you never know. So you have to protect yourself. So I encourage our viewers out there to listen to uh, our, our, our state, federal, local government folks when, when they tell you that uh, you need to wear masks or you need to, uh, you know, continue to do um, social distancing distance and you know all of those good things you know so uh uh how you been ray i've been good i've been good i'm, I'm ready to talk about some some happier happier things some more exciting <laughs> things right now. well i've been i've been good man I, I, I can't wait to get out the house but yeah we had having having a good time my family's all safe and everybody's uh you know happy so i say we're blessed so i can't complain yeah we got a great show ray we got uh coach deshaun burns and we got uh, Coach Akia Smith that's going to be talking and joining us later. Uh, I tell you, uh, what we're going to talk about today is what it takes to be a professional, and not just in the area of sports, but in life. And um, what I mean by that is sometimes it, it takes a while before you really figure out what is your purpose is. And uh, it's not just any point in time, but it, it takes time over a period of time to adjust to that. And um, I want to play uh, 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 one of my uh, uh, video, short video, when I figured First out. time investors. That when I figured out when this is what I was supposed to be doing. So it's an ABC video that uh, was uh, created a, a few years back. All right, let's listen. And he started with next to nothing, and then he built a successful life in the military. And now this San Diegan is building a new generation of kids. 10 News anchor Virginia Chaw reports James Cooley is using hard lessons to help those kids carve their own futures. I was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. To understand just how far James Cooley has come, you have to know where he started. I was born uh, the seventh of 10 kids. My mother could not 
uh, really afford to take care of all of us. James was six when his mother sent him and a brother to live with their aunt and uncle in Alabama. But life was not easy there. Uh, running water, uh, electricity, uh, uh, electric stove, cellar, uh, refrigerator. We did not have all of those things. But. At 11, James returned to Tennessee. The turning point came at age 14 when a teacher told him she believed in him. That made me think that there might be a better life out there for me. While on a bus, he saw a Navy recruiting center. He enlisted at 18, then quickly rose through the ranks, recognized for being capable and committed. What drives you to keep going, to keep trying, to take risks? My most important thing was I had a lot of young sailors behind me that I had to be the role model for. After 23 years, James retired as a lieutenant, a major accomplishment. From there, defense contract work. He launched his own company, went back to school to earn six master certificates, and then it will pass. started working with boys and girls clubs. That's when it hit me that this is what you are supposed to be doing. He now helps kids carve their own path the way he did. Through partnerships with schools, churches, and community organizations, the J.C. Cooley Foundation mentors students and tells them a simple but powerful message. Dream big, do big, be big at everything that you do. I'm Virginia Cha, 10 News. Ray, I tell you, that's, that's when I found out that my purpose in life was working with our youth primarily and to help build uh, our youth foundation when it comes to leadership, when it comes to identifying who they are, and when it uh, came to uh, making sure that they understood that they can do anything that they set their mind to. You know, so... Uh, that's great, man, that you knew that that early. That, 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 that's fantastic that you knew that that early. Because for me, it, it, took me a, it took me a long time to find out, you know, what I wanted to be and, and where I wanted to be. But what I did know for a long time is that I always wanted to do something special. I always wanted to be special. I wanted to be help others. And I always knew that was going to be part of my uh, trajectory. It's what I, what I wanted to do in life is, uh, is, is help others. But, uh, you know, it, it takes time to really figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and how you can be, you know, a, a pro at what you're doing, uh, not just uh, a, a person that's just, just going through the motions, um, but your passion and what leads you there. I think that's, uh, you know, that, that's what, what was, it's like the guiding light for me. Yeah, yeah but uh, it wasn't that early. I didn't find this out until a few years ago. <laughs> that, that This was my purpose, <laughs> not, not, not at the age of 14. Uh, it's more okay, like so, that. I, so I don't, feel, I don't feel so bad now. More like the age of 50. <laughs> so, no. It's a process, man. It, it's a process. We're all work in progress. Coach, you know, Ray, we, we learn uh, with experience. And uh, we learn with the path that we take. A lot of times we take, and I, I always talk about this thing called uh, destination and destiny. Uh, I believe that we are prone to be on a lot of different destinations, uh, to, and, and which is going to shape us into the person that we are going to become later. I mean, so one thing about right. destination, I believe that uh, each one of us will have to know that there is a start and a finish time. You know, so you cannot get right. caught up on the same destination when you have overstayed that that time that that you are learning and and getting that experience because you come up with this thing called destination disease. 
But what I mean by that, yeah. if you don't overstage your welcome and you are comfortable with uh, being on that path and you don't want to move forward, and sometimes that kind of set us back and kind of throw us in the depression and, uh, because we're not able to move forward. So it took me yeah, a Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree because we, we all find our stride at, at different points in life. But it's, you know, the people that are around us, the focus that we have on on what we want to be. And, uh, you know, I talked to my father about this when I'm like, how did you know that you wanted to be a boxer? And how did you know that that was going to be your passion or path? And that he didn't know that until he, had, he was actually in the gym and his brother was beating him up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so once once he, he, he found that, that was kind of the kind of thing that gave him uh, his, his courage and, and, and passion to move forward when he learned that he could actually defend himself. Uh, so we all have a different path for me. It took me a lot longer. Like you said, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just still figuring it out right now. Um, but I always knew what I wanted to do. So I know where to go. Yeah, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, sometimes, uh, we are fortunate to understand at a young age, but most of the time it, it almost takes a lifetime because we are still striving for uh, what we are looking for, which is our purpose, which is our destiny. And uh, just like I mentioned, uh, it took me a while, and I believe that uh, I'm doing uh, that purpose. I mean, I feel that God has placed that in my heart. I mean, as long as I wake up every day, all I want to do is help somebody out. I want to bring a smile to somebody's face. I I just want to be a joy uh, to... uh, uh, not just our youth, but all of our people, regardless, all over the world, if we can. Well, you are you are a joy, JC, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it's been it's been great meeting you. And I think that's when you put that positive energy out out there, you meet like minded people. And so when I you know, met you, when I met Coach Burns, I knew the like minded people to have that same passion, to have that that God fearing in their heart. Because for me, I, I never thought that I would ever be a motivational speaker. I like, there's no way I'm sitting there standing up on stage talking to a whole bunch of people. I'm not doing that. That's not me. Uh, I'm not Tony Robbins. <laughs> so, uh, but but when I when I started having the conversations, that's what I call them conversations. When I started talking to people, telling my story, and saw that it made a difference, that was kind of the thing that wanted me to push forward. Because you know, my whole thing is to be a, be a coach and be an inspiration to other people. And it just makes the world a difference to to see that when what you're doing, you find that passion of what you're doing. It, it's nothing else like it when you find that home. And, and you're absolutely right, Ray. And uh, I have watched you grow over the years. And, man, uh, you are a great motivational speaker. You know, I, I, I always like to have you come in and, and talk to our, our youth at the school. Me and your team up are, and doing a lot of things, and it's, it's always exciting. But i tell you what, Ray, we're going to have to take a station break, and we're going to come back and continue this conversation and bring Coach Deshaun Burns on the show. This is your life, and I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr., Ames and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. <laughs> Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, we, we left off, we were talking about, uh, you know, what it takes to be a pro and when did you know and when did I know uh, that that moment has has come. And uh, just like you mentioned, you're still working on that. I mean, but I think you're a pro at everything that you do right now, you know, and. Uh, and Yeah. And I'm still working yeah, on Yeah, I, I, I say <laughs> that. I say that, too. I mean, I mean, about being a professional is is. It's something different than actually knowing, you know, exactly every single thing that you're going to do. So uh, I, I want to do everything that I do professionally and work hard at it and then be the best that I can at it. Because I do not, never want to give half of, of what I have to give because, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing everything that you possibly can to um, to advance your career, to advance others. Uh, so, I mean, when you talk about being a pro, it, it's all it's all about getting you know giving everything that you have learning as much as you can and being responsible for what you say and put out there Ray, talking about being a pro i want to uh introduce our audience to to this young man i mean he's a little younger than me so i call him a young man and he's the epitome of what's being a pro is all about uh, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about him. I was gonna read his resume, but it's too long. But uh, I know him; he's a very good friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, he uh, uh, just got an incredible resume. I mean, he coached in the NFL for several different teams, coached at several colleges. Um, I mean, high school coaches. I mean, I see him just um, uh, instilling. Uh, character and all these young men and young women. And you know what? He had been a major influence uh, in my life. And without any further ado, I'm going to bring Coach Deshaun Burns on, and he's going to tell us a little bit more about him. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well, JC. Thanks for having me. What's going on, Ray? How you doing? Good to hear from you. Hey, Coach. Um, All right. Yes. Uh, First, Ray, I want to say thank you for the introduction that you gave me to JC. Shoot, some five, six years ago, uh, you know, outside right. of football practice one night, we talked about some things and, and collaborating and getting with uh, Linfield and and doing that, and that's been a, a great um, connection. So I appreciate you, Ray, for that. that it's been huge. You've uh, poured into my life, both you and JC have poured into my life on a personal level and then obviously professionally, and then what you're doing for the community is huge. So thank you, thank you guys. Well, Coach, Absolutely. wow. Absolutely. We appreciate being here. <laughs> I'm just just so happy, you know. I tell you, uh, Coach, I, I remember the uh, very first time that um, that I, I met you, uh, and you invited me uh, over to watch your team practice one day. I uh, don't know if you remember that. 
Yeah, I remember that. You came over, it was during track season. Actually, we just finished with spring football, uh-huh. and we were doing track season. And uh, we were doing some, some 150s and some sprinters. Uh-huh. We're working, and you're kind of on the fence line, and we're talking a little bit. And we're just having a typical practice, but getting after it. And uh, uh, we're working them. They were, they, were, they were running. They had to make some times. And uh, it was a good time. It was, it was no, a coach, charged co- up. Coach Burns, don't play with that. He's going to make sure that you that you work. That's, that's not, one not, thing for sure. Not only were they working, I mean, they were really working. I mean, I had never – I had been to NFL practices and so uh, practices like that, but I had never seen anything like this before because uh, uh, when I first got there, they were doing, just like you said, the 150 – and, I mean, everything that they got, when they get to that finish line, I think they take about a 10, 15-second break and coach up, oh, let's, let's go again. <laughs> but it wasn't just the guys, but it was the girls. I mean, you can tell right then and there that uh, coach meant business and, and all of those students knew that coach had their back and he wanted them to be the best that they could be. So they had to give 110% at everything that they do. Yeah. So J- JC, one of the, one of the things that Coach always says, he's always says we built differently. Uh, <laughs> Coach, Coach, can you can you go into a little bit about that? About what what, what does that mean to be built differently? But you just you gotta you gotta have a mind of a savage. You know, you got to be a savage in this game, right? And um, uh, we we try to say we're built different on Papa. That's where the school is located. So it's just a mindset. It goes back to you know being a pro and, and just being a go getter. And uh, you got to you got to invite the work. You got to invite the pain. You got to invite the the, the grind. You got to love the hustle. You got you got to you got to invite it. And you almost got to be a little ticked off when you're not getting it. So if I'm not pushing myself to oblivion, I, I got to be mad about that because I'm trying I'm trying to break myself. So if I can't break me, there's no way in the world somebody else can break me. So I'm, I'm a big movie buff, as you know, Ray. Um, and, right. and we kind of refer to some things during our meetings. And so there's a scene in, in the movie Three Hundred when Leonidas is thrown out there to become a man, and he's a, he's a youngster, and he's uh, in the Arctic, and he's got a, a, a loincloth and, and, a, and a stick, a makeshift spear. He's going to fight that timber wolf out there, the Arctic wolf, and um, the worst place that the wolf he could be to fight the wolf is out in the open. That's, that's the wolf's uh, that's his habitat. So what Leonidas did is he put his back against the wall, and he backed up into that cave and gave the, the wolf a false sense of... Uh, Security thinking he had him cornered, and that's where Leonidas got comfortable, and that's where he went to work and came back with a wolf coat and wolf shoes and everything else, <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and was King Leonidas. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he came back with a new wardrobe. So um, the, the mindset is, if you can learn, and, and I talk about it with our teams, and, and Ray, you've heard it in our meetings, and it's just kind of a mindset that if you can learn to put your back against the wall, and learn to operate there in a place of comfort. So learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like learn to love that. Like love that feeling. Um, work there. Get there. Stay there. Hang out there. You know, make a sandwich. You know, watch some TV. Do what you got to do. Fold your laundry there. Get your back against the wall and learn to operate from that premise. Then whatever comes to you won't be built like that. So, I mean, it's it's a big thing. But we're, we're, we like to say we're built different. We just we don't shy away from the work. And, and I'll sidebar for a second. Ray, I don't know if you know this, JC, but, but Ray – does these push-ups, and since we've been quarantined, he didn't got on there, and we didn't we didn't knocked out a forty push-up challenge. And it was C twenty two or C twenty do twenty and thirty. So yesterday he hit me with a sixty, a sixty knot, <laughs> and uh, was, I popped out of bed, and the first thing I saw was my name on Instagram. It was pretty much you on the clock, D. You know, and and it's 
I love that because it's keeping us accountable, right? So Ray knocked that thing down. He was out there on the concrete right outside his door, maybe in his backyard, and he had his uh, Nike flip-flops on and his lion uh, sweatshirt, and he knocked him 60 down. So I'm on the clock, and I got to answer the bell. So I was like, I got you, Ray. You know, I got my brother's back. And so I had to knock down them 60, you know, last night. And that thing, I had to dig deep, but, but we built different. <laughs> How do you get everybody motivated at the same time to uh, accomplish the same goals I mean, with the different personalities that they might have? Well, I have to give credit to the people that I worked under, you know, over the course of time that I've been doing this. And really it's about being selfless. You know, you can't be selfish. You got to be a selfless individual, selfless. I got I to want you to have more success than, than, than I want success for me. So um, I learned early um, from some, some guys I was working under that their job, even though they were the head coaches, their job was to make sure that we were the best assistant coaches around. So they poured into us. Like they, I mean, they poured in, they, they challenged us. They made us better. They empowered us. They, they put us in positions to, to go and do some things and you know, be able to, to open our minds up to the game and to how we, how we operate it. So on the same note, I've just taken that. And, and challenged our guys wherever I come in contact with that, hey, it's about the next man. So so if I'm making sure that you're good, hopefully, God willing, you'll, you'll make sure I'm good. But it's not about if, if you make sure if I'm good or not, because I'm going to make sure you're good. So if I'm pushing that upon you, you are going to have uh, the drive to not want to let me down. So um, uh, I'll ask how many guys want to want to want to be a pro or want to go pro when I was coaching in college, we'd ask the question, how many guys want to be pros? And so the hook was they thought we're talking about NFL. Um, and I'd flip it and be like, no, 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 we're not. The league, I'm not even talking about the league. I'm talking about be a professional in whatever you're doing because that's a mindset. That's a way of life. And, and the question would be followed up with, uh, do you live to play or do you play to live? And if you, um, play to live once you can't play anymore what's gonna happen you're gonna die right? right if you live to play you can take playing out so now if i live a certain way and i put the the x in there if i take play out and i live to be a good dad i live to be a good brother i live to be a good worker i live to be a good boss then what i'm doing over here in the living is going to pay off over here but if i'm playing to live i'm playing for stuff or i'm doing things for stuff You'll never be great doing that. So the challenge is, you know, how, how great do you want to be? And being great costs something. So it's going to hurt. So we're constantly challenging our guys um, in every realm, in the classroom, you know, especially with this, this, this self-quarantine and what's going on in our country. Uh, we just had a Zoom, a Zoom team meeting last night, and the challenge is, hey, handle your business in the classroom. you got to be a pro in the classroom. you got to be a pro at home. You're around your parents. They're going to need help. You know, clean up. Clean your room. Clean up behind the dog. Be a pro. Like, be a pro in everything that you do. Hey, Coach, uh, I want to come back to that. we got to take a station break right now, but uh, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about what it takes to be a pro. I'm James Cooley. JC, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. Ames and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, uh, we was... uh, uh, Talking to Coach, I want to finish this up. He was uh, explaining um, what it takes to be a pro, and you know, not just on on the football field, but in life. Coach, can we pick up? Yeah. Uh, what you was you talking? No. One one of the things I want to add, JC, is that that he's talking about that he talks about a lot is is character. Um, this is what I talk about to to my son Boogie. Well, all my kids, but you know, um, he always make make sure that you talk about character is kind of what you do when no one else is looking. You talk about that, Coach, about how how character affects the, you know, you as a professional? Oh, definitely. Um, You know, everybody's always watching, and they're always looking. And I I call it the law of 33, you know. Now, you're going to say there's law of 33. There's three parts. It's 99, and there's a one missing. But let me explain that. You got 33% of the people that you deal with that really want to see you make it, right? So they're on your team no matter what. Then there's a middle 33 that can care less, one way or the other. They're just there. They're happy if you do. They're happy if you don't. Then that bottom 33, um, they're hoping that you don't. And so everybody's looking. Everybody's looking and monitoring and watching to see how you move and how you make it. And that gives you 99%, but the most important piece is that one left, and that's you. And you can control and you can dictate what happens with that and all how you're carrying yourself. So if I'm out and about, Ray, and we're hanging out and we're just getting a burger or something and we're, we're cutting up and acting silly and, and doing some stuff we shouldn't be doing, there's people looking and they're formulating opinions every single time. So that character is, is your character is present at all times. And, and the, the cliche answer is what is character? It's, it's who you are when nobody's looking. But that's true. That, that is so true. When you don't think people are paying attention, they're paying attention. So you have to have the right type of character because in our profession, um, it can make or break you. If your character is bad, it's going to be tough to get a job, you know, being in, whether it be high school, college, or the pros. I've, I've seen guys lose great opportunities because there was a question in the character. Will he do what's right in the crutch or will he cut a corner? So I just, I just choose not to have that around me. And, you know, the challenges we have. Um, in, in creating that culture, but that, that's that's a mission I think that that's been put on me by God, and, and I gotta I gotta carry that to the fullest. So I want nothing but go getters and heavy hitters out there that are, that are focused towards um, doing the right thing and having the right type of character. You know, that's what it's all about. And Coach, uh, you've been uh, on my guest speak at a plenty of my events, and you know we always talk about what we call the four C's: mm-hmm. four C's, create, collaborate. Right commit with confidence, and if we live by those and we do those things, that creates this big C called character. I think character is, I mean, everything. I mean, you don't really have to even say a word to um, 
and people can just tell from the vibes or just by your character because you live by those things every day. Yes. Well, that, that's saying that your name precedes you. That's true. So um, you go out for a job interview and somebody might hear about J.C. Cooley's interview and, and hey, do you know this J.C. guy? Do you know this Ray Leonard? What, what, what do you know about him? Those, those conversations happen. Those are real. That's live. And it, if your character's shoddy, it could be tough. It could be tight on you, you know. <laughs> but if, if it's right, then it, it precedes you and it goes before you and then you walk into an, an atmosphere, an aura that, that is positive, right? So it goes back to just doing the right things, you know. And in my household, and, I, and, I, and I'll be quick, in my household, I, I've never really cared too much about what my kids do. If they want to play sports, they didn't, no big deal. I just care about how hard they go. So I think you're talking about the work ethic. The, the, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, how do we go about formulating in our youth, and not just our youth, but our, our, our people, all of our people, uh, about attaining and having a great work ethic? Well, I mean, it's priorities, right? It, it, it's priorities, the way, I, the way I pose it in, in my household um, and talking to, to my kids. Um, there's real simple. Always go hard, like do your best, never give up, and 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 um, do the right thing. Do what's right. That that was it. That was it. That's, that's even now. You talk to them. I got one is twenty two, gonna be twenty three, and one is twenty, gonna be twenty one, and seventeen is gonna be eighteen. The creed, real simple. Never give up. Do the right thing, right, and 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 take care of your business. If I catch you. Um, I would tell the boys, if I ever came to practice and saw you running when nobody else is running, there's going to be a problem. That means you did something wrong. Now, if everybody else is running, you're running, okay. But if you're running when nobody else is running, you did something wrong. That's a problem. That's a character. That's a heart issue. Um, if you give up and you quit, uh, that's a problem. That, that That's a problem that, that, that doesn't sit well with me. Um uh, in the classroom, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, I'm not going to coddle you and babysit you. You got to eat that, but you'll know, and that, and that we'll have a we'll have a an issue if I see them grades aren't where they need to be because you can control that, and that's just attitude and effort, right? So it's more about the internal, like the internal JC, the internal Deshaun, the internal Ray, and if that challenge is there, you got to answer the bell, right? You got to answer the bell. So I believe that uh, you you. Go all in. You do it big or don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, so that's how you determine the great work yeah. ethic. But Ray, we 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 got a and you uh, know what, JC yes. is a big testament. To, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. Go go ahead. Wait, JC. I was letting you know. Well, I'm just saying it's a testament to to coach to coach Burns and the man and and, and a parent when you see the kids are are as well mannered and and uh, you know as strong as as. Coach Burns' kids are, and you know, your kid, my kids. Uh, I, I think it's it's something that's in us that that the kids see, not just what you say, but they see how you act, and it, it tra- translates over. Yeah, Ray, I tell you that that's 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 great. Well, we got another guest to standing by. Uh, I am so excited uh, to uh, uh, bring him on the show. Uh, looking forward to chatting with him. Uh, let me read a little bit about him. His name is Akil Smith. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, Akil uh, is a, a Californian, I see. Um, he was the overall number three pick in the 1999 uh, NFL draft. 
as quarterback, uh, played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's doing a lot of great things uh, in the community. Um, coached at the college level. He's a Lincoln High legend. <laughs> well, no, that's right. Put that in there now. Go ahead and put that in there. <laughs> hey, Akia, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you guys doing out there? Man, we... we excellent, excellent. Thanks for coming on. Uh, 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 no question. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Akia, can you tell uh, our listeners a little bit about you? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm reading your bio. I'm totally impressed. You know, so uh, let's tell them a little bit about you, the professional you. Uh, I, I know that you also is uh, on Coach Burns' uh, coaching staff. You're the quarterback coach, uh, mm-hmm. and you're doing a lot of great things with us. Uh, JC. Yes. This, this, this man got drafted in, in, in football and in baseball. Like how many people do that? Not many. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna bring that uh, bring that up, not the two bone horn, just to kind of you know testify some of the qualities that my dad instilled in me uh, when I was a young kid growing up in Southeast San Diego and dealing with some of the inner city issues that a lot of us had to deal with in certain communities all across the country. You know, baseball was my dad's dream, so essentially he put baseball in me because he did three and a half years in the penitentiary for trying to rob Bob's big boy. And when he got out, he got custody of his son. And then, you know, you get those dads who live vicariously through their child. So subsequently, I ended up playing baseball because that's what he wanted to be. I played for two and a half years. I was able to get drafted in the seventh round. But my heart was always in football. And when baseball was over with, after I got called in the office and they sat me down and said, Keely, we're about to, you know, release you. Um, you know, some people would have been upset, but for me, I had the biggest smile in the world. <laughs> it was time for me to finally chase my dreams, which was football. And I ended up going back to Grossmont College, uh, became an All-American there, went to the University of Oregon, and then I uh, got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I played a year uh, in NFL Europe, and I played a year in the CFL. So I played football in three different countries. Oh, man. And now I'm back in the well, community uh, here in Temecula. I'm in the community in San Diego, giving back some of those experiences to these young men. That's what it's all about, Akia. Uh, I, I tell you, how, how, how was it staying motivated uh, to, it seemed like uh, you was a, a true athlete in two sports, and it's easy to just uh, get caught up in one. But you said that football was your passion, but you played baseball just equally as well. How did you go about just uh, staying focused on both sports so you could excel at, and be the best at each? Well, the, the biggest way is when you have a dad that's pushing you, right? I mean, there was times where I had a friend of mine named Darren Hall who would come to my house uh, in Skyline, and we will be hitting a bucket of balls before school at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. You know, we're taking 150, 200 cuts in the morning and we're waking up the entire neighborhood because all they can hear is bop, bop, <laughs> over and over and over again <laughs> as we continue to chase, you know, uh, my dad's dream. And then Darren's dad was a little bit different. He wasn't there uh, for him. So my dad took on that role um, as well. But the motivation again came from my dad who just, just absolutely pushed me to be successful. Wow. And I see that's fantastic. The- and then, 
you had you had a you had a non traditional you no know, no route you know to get to the NFL. Um, you know, most people think yeah, it's just easy. I just come straight from high school and go to D one, and then I'm getting drafted. How was that for you to to go to go a non traditional way? I mean, it, it was hard. You you got to stay focused. I mean, any anybody that has to go the junior college route um, is not a bad route, but there's just so many temptations that are involved with going the JUCO route. You know, we had a lot of free time. I was one of the older ones at the school uh, with my baseball contract. I got some money from the Pirates to use for school, so I had a little bit of change in my pocket, and uh, we we tend to party a little bit more than what we should have. And for me, I was able to, you know, put it all together my sophomore year. We were able to focus. And on that growth, my team, uh, back in 1995, 96, if you will, we had 16 kids on that team get scholarships mm. because we stuck together. We pushed wow. each other. We all slept at a, a two-bedroom apartment. We crashed on the ground. We barbecued. We did our homework. And uh, we were able to do something uh, very successful down there in San Diego. That is that's right. awesome. Most people see see the finished product. They don't see the grind that goes into getting the way where you are and all the lessons you have to learn in, in that in, on, on the way up. Yeah, and I mean, you know, just again going back. I'll tell you what, hey, up, okay, we're gonna have to take a station break, but we're gonna come back and continue to talk about this. It's your life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. This is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, we are... I ended the last segment where we was talking with Akia. Akia, you was uh, explaining about uh, uh, the work ethic and the things that uh, sometimes you have to do to stay focused. I mean, I, you were mentioning that uh, you and a lot of your players or teammates uh, uh, stayed in a two-bedroom uh, uh, apartment or something, and you guys did a lot of things together, barbecue, all, all of that stuff. That builds, that's got to be a teamwork and trust and, and uh, each other. Right, and that's uh, that's uh, what we built our team on. We ended up finishing the season nine and two, I believe. Um, we missed some extra points in a bowl game against El Camino, who at that time I believe was the number one team in the nation as far as the junior college is concerned. But um, outside of that, you know, it boils down to looking over at your teammate and knowing that he has your back and you have his back. And right now, we've gotten away from that. And Burns is a big sticker on this. He preaches millennial, millennial, millennial. It's not about having 
certain teammates back right now. It's about having my back so that I can get these likes on Instagram so that I can become famous and then eventually get a scholarship. You know, and we got to get back to what has built me and, and, and you guys and some of the, the OG coaches from back in the day because some of the kids do not even understand it, nor do they even want to hear it. Wow. And right. you're, you're right. We, we talk about we talk about that all the time. And and I and I coaches me, Coach Burns and Achilles. You know, uh, we get down and try to have, figure out how do we communicate with these kids nowadays to have that kind of same thought process or work ethic that 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 we did. Uh, and uh, you know, we it gets, gets kind of heated sometimes. But you want to find out, you know, what what's the right right path. And we know when you have, you know, passion and heart for people to to do better. Like I always say, no better, do better. <laughs> um, you know, you, you you get there, you get there, but you know, it's all out of love. Hey Ray, we, right. we got we got a. Uh, let me let me cut you let me cut you off real quick before I turn it back over to you. One thing that I've decided to do just to try to keep up with some of these millennials uh, on a few of my Instagram posts that I've been doing in the stories, I've now started putting some music on there, just because I know that the kids like the simple things like music. And just trying to grab them with the music, letting them know that, you know, we are hip to the new millennials <laughs> and trying to keep up with them so that when it's time to have a conversation <laughs> right. with us, you know what I mean? Like, we, we got to try to find a way to have a conversation with some of these kids yes. and let them know we're not just this right. big old fart that's just always trying to tell them what to do. You know, we can relate, sit down and talk to us a little bit. You're absolutely right. right. Hey, right now, I think we got a call on the line that's got a uh, a couple of questions. Hey, guys, it's uh, Keith Wright. How you guys doing today? How you doing, Keith? Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good. How you doing? Doing well. I'm doing well. So you had a question um, for you both, but, Coach, you were mentioning accountability. Mm-hmm. My question was, what are some tools or techniques that you would recommend for someone to stay or to help hold other people accountable? Well, we do what we call a big brother uh, situation at, at the school we're at and the places I've been before. You had a big brother, little brother. And so um, big brother does something or, or your brother does something, you, you know, one suffers, we all suffer. We, we, we all get it, right? So you and I, you know, we're hanging out or you're supposed to get your homework done and you do something and all of a sudden I get a, me being the coach, I get a get a message from the teacher about you cutting up in class. Well, you know, you're going to have 20 push-ups and the other guy's going to have 10 push-ups. So just a sense of accountability and connectability where, hey, man, you're, you're checking in on this guy and bringing him around. I had it when I played in school. I'm sure Ray and JC and Achille, yeah. we had Fair guys that, that, that we gravitated to and they held we'll us in it. line. And it wasn't about the physicality. It wasn't corporal punishment. It was just like, here's the standard. Like, this is what this is. And and the standard is the standard. And you will walk according to the standard. So we do some big brother stuff, and we kind of track everything. We we chart everything from GPA to tackles to missed tackles to lows to drop passes. And and there's an account. There's, There's a sense of... Look, this is on this is on your watch too. It's just not on the coach's watch. It's just not on the individual player's watch, but it's on the team's watch. So we use the term "we" a lot instead of "me" and right. "mine." We we say a lot of "we." We say a lot of "we" and "us." Right, absolutely. Does that help? Yes, absolutely. I do appreciate that, you guys, and this has been an awesome episode. I thank you. No, nope. no problem. Appreciate Thanks for calling in. Yeah, and, and and coach, just just to add a little bit to that. Uh, 
it's not about the I, the me, the my. I, I, I know Akia was saying that a second ago. It, it is all about the we, the us, and the are because um, uh, not just in sports but in life, we all have to have that teammate mentality mm-hmm. to uh, help build each other up a lot. And I know the world right now is tearing a lot of, a lot of us down. I'm talking about us mean all people, not just. Uh, but, you know, we have to build each other up, and we have to think from a we perspective, we, yeah. us, are. You know, so that's what it's all about. And Akil, you you was mentioning that a second ago, and uh, yes, we do have to do certain things to relate to our youth. Uh, and I like the idea about you adding music to your Instagram because uh, that does relate to them. Right, and then the other yeah. thing that I'm doing too is that I'm just I'm not as hard on them like I used to be uh, with my earlier days with training when we're going through the route tree, it's hitch, it's slant, it's, it's, it's curl, it's dig. You know, sometimes I say, hey, what you guys want to run next? You know, just letting them kind of get involved with this thing as opposed to always just hammering them and then looking at us from the perspective that we don't always want to be uh, looked at. Yeah, because t- time changes. Time changes exactly what, you, what you're saying because when I when I was growing up and – my, my mother thought the UTFO was 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 bad words and music, so my, my she took my tape and threw it out the window. <laughs> my oh, UTFO, wow. but now if, if, if you listen to, to what's on the radio now compared to, to then, man, it's it's a whole nother world. So we gotta right. adapt right. and we gotta make sure that we always teaching each other. Each each one teach one, hold each other accountable. Each one teach one. There you go. Still mad about that UTFO tape too. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I think, you know, to, to harp on it, we, and, or not harp on it, but we talk about it so much in our meetings um, with Akili and Ray. We're always talking about how to reach our guys and still hold them to be accountable because once they leave our wings, right, once they leave our, our sites, they're going to the real world, and the real world doesn't really care. Like if a lot of guys that aspire to play college football, the college football coach isn't going to talk to you with, with sugar and spice and, 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 okay, you didn't run around or you were late to class. Not because your car broke down or there was an emergency. You're late because you didn't get up or you didn't feel like going or it was too cold outside or um, it was a little too far because you stayed at your, your, your buddy's apartment instead of your own dorm. And that leads to, once school's done, that leads to um, a guy not coming to work. Now you can't feed your wife and kids. Now you can't pay your bills. So now you're on the street. So we're constantly talking about life lessons. Like, like, like what does accountability look like? You're responsible for somebody else. Like, as a head coach, I'm responsible for my staff and, and, and 40 families, 40 kids, 120 people, three-person household. The coaches are responsible. We're responsible for each other. So I got to want to see Achille be great. I got to want to see Ray be great. I got to want to see Ben, those guys be great. I don't want to see him be great for me. I want to see him be great for them. So, therefore, the, the push, the press, that's hard. We're all in. But at the end of the day, who's, the success goes back. It's all about the kids. Um, and, and I'll finish with this. People, I probably had this discussion, I don't know, half a dozen times in the last four days. Times have changed, yes. Kids, people say, man, kids aren't the same. But it's the way kids are being raised. It, it's a, it falls back on us. It's falling back on us, like how we're raising the kid. Man, they're not like they were when we were young. Right, we were raised different. Uh, my parents don't allow them. I'm I'm 49. There are certain things right now at 49 as a grown man that pays my own bills that I will not do in front of my mother and father. I will not say. 
And I might have every right, theoretically, according to age, to, to be able to say what I feel in front of my mother and father. I can still get a whooping. I can still get you. I can still get you. So I won't do that. So we got to take back the raising, not with the ironclad, but just not everything is easy. Not everything is permissible. Not, not, you can't do everything you feel like doing and think that you're going to re- reap the rewards. You can't have 50% participation but 100% expectation of, of the yeah, reward. I still, I still remember the first time I tried to scrap, scrap with my father. <laughs> it, it set me straight for this for for now. Right. Well, it's all about respect, Coach, and I, I think that's what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, um, we we never get too old uh, to not run, render respect, right. especially to our parents. Yes. You know, and uh, I believe that we do have to get our youth uh, back on that trail. You know, but a lot of things that that you guys are doing at Lynchfield, I, I'm so proud of you guys because uh, you, you mentioned 40 guys. But over the last three, four years, I think you have sent about seven or eight guys every year uh, to D1 uh, football. Uh, you know, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. How, you, obviously, you instilling uh, the right things in all of these folks. Well, it's it's our mindset is simply we're, we're college preparatory school, right? Academically, so why not be the same way athletically? We don't profess to be a D1 situation. We want to provide opportunity for you to go off and play college football. And so that's been happening. Last year we had uh, seven out of nine kids go to school, and then three of them were able to go and play in the Power 5 schools, and one ended up being an All-American, freshman All-American special teams. And before that, we had 11 out of 14 go, and then five out of seven. So we want kids to be able to go to school wherever they fit. It's not all about a division because the um, MVP of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago was a D2 quarterback by the name of Edelman. They didn't want one go route in the Super Bowl, but was a Super Bowl MVP. So wow. we, we, we kind of harp that. And it's not me. It's it's the staff. Like, like we're talking the same language. So You know, this is great, Coach. I, I really appreciate uh, you and Akia coming on the show. This has been absolutely fantastic. I hate to end, but... You know, I wow. wish we had more time, JC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So, thank you so much, and thank you so much, Akil. It's your life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, see you next week. Next week. and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life where you'll learn how to dream big think big and be big for more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. how you can support the show or become a guest visit CooleyFoundation.org come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow